0: I'm just here, so I won't get found. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me?
1: Okay, so US Sports, Donnie's in the studio, hello. Well, Joe, here we are. It's the end of the NBA season, it's the start of the baseball season, there's Hall of Fame things to talk about. Mm. We're going to start with uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, so Golden State Warriors are uh, chasing history, I guess, is the point here. And maybe they're chasing history in the regular season at
2: the expense of the playoffs. Is that the big narrative going on at the moment about the Golden State Warriors? Uh, this is a big question. We've talked on the, in this slot a few times about the Warriors and their quest to, to defeat the Chicago Bulls in 1995-1996. Their record of 72 wins. Well, they've matched it. Sunday night, they beat San Antonio. Wow. And t- tomorrow night, they have a date with history. The Memphis Grizzlies will arrive in the Oracle Arena. The and-
1: Memphis Grizzlies yeah. sound like just the kind of guys who are going to
2: spoil a party. You know, the, and, uh, NBA American sports franchises are often on a journey. So, uh, basketball got really big in Canada in the '90s. So they said, let's put a team in Vancouver, big hockey town. Okay. This is at a weird time in American sports or North American sports where NBA franchises were moving to cold places and hockey franchises were moving to places like Phoenix and Florida. <laughs> so anyway, the, they 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 opened a franchise in uh, in Vancouver called the Vancouver Grizzlies. Okay. This team does not do well, mm-hmm. and after five years. People in Memphis, Tennessee are saying, hey guys, why don't you, uh, we're looking for a team. Mm. Why don't we take these Grizzlies off your hands? So now we've got the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Are there many Grizzlies around Memphis?
2: I don't think there's many Bears. It's not a big Bear scene in, in Tennessee, you know. Tomorrow
1: night's the last game of the regular season, is that right? We
2: wind up tomorrow night.
1: Okay, so it's all or nothing. They've
2: tied the record. Mm. Tomorrow is their date with history. Exactly. And, you know, it's been a real grind down the, down the stretch. They've lost some games. The Warriors have lost some games to some bad teams. They've lost to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They've, they've every team is sort of treating this their game against the Warriors now like it's their sort of n c Super Bowl. Let's sure. say to mix sporting metaphors. So it's it's they've really had to like struggle for, to get there. Now it looks like they're going to do it, but the question is, here we are on April eleventh, two thousand and sixteen. The season won't be over for another two months. If they go the distance, they're going to have to they'll be playing for another two months on the road. You know. And these guys are on the floor. Exactly. Meanwhile, cleverly, mm-hmm. a team called the San Antonio Spurs, old Wiley veterans, teams, a team that's won five NBA titles in the last 15 years. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They've been quietly resting their guys, including last Sunday when they played the Warriors. They just said, you guys, we'll give you this one. We'll meet you again in May and June, and we'll see how much that record stands to you. Joe, I am a fan of the Patriots, the New England Patriots, and we were a team... Who flirted with similar sort of bouts of history, feats of history? Sure. And we in the two thousand and seven eight season, we did it. We we went undefeated, sixteen and zero. But in that pursuit of history, we stumbled at the last hurdle. Eli Manning. We can. There are not many Patriots who go around bragging about that great undefeated season. Ah,
1: that was my next question. Would the Warriors beating the Bulls record not be bigger than winning the NBA championship this year? I don't think so. But in history. Like what? you go down in history, you go down as, oh, it's the, it was the Bulls for so long. That's the Warriors record. Mm. Your achievement in 2015-16 is then mentioned until the record's broken again. That could be 20, 30, 40 years. They won't be saying, hey, remember that time the Warriors won the 2016 NBA championship in 10 years' time? Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering if, okay, initially, if they lose in the playoffs because they're shattered, but they have the record... They won't feel good for a while, but in two, three, four years' time, they go down as that Warriors team. Joe, I take your point, but I'm going to put
2: this Gladly back to you. I disagree, okay. That Chicago Bulls team that we talk about, yeah. th- believed to be the greatest team of all time, they're only remembered so fondly because they went after they set that record, they, went, they steamrolled everybody in the playoffs. Okay, so you and have then to they follow did, it up. You have to follow it up. That's the way it is. I mean, these regular season things are worth nothing. They've, so I, I and well, the recent
1: romance to the story: if the Warriors sacrifice it all to uh, break yeah. the record and then fall in the playoffs, it, but everyone recognised they were the best. Look, I, like, I, I take it like as a movie in that. Well, t- l- losing be books, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glorious failure. Uh, um, and so, what's your sense from uh, Steph Curry and the boys? What are they saying about this?
2: Oh, uh, they're you know they're they're pumped. America's sort of they love statistics and achievements and records, yeah. and so everybody's on it. Even Michael Jordan, star of the Chicago Bulls of that great team, is saying, you know. If you all don't get this record, I'm going to be hot, and I'm going to blame you. Yeah. So, like, I, I think everybody wants them to do it. Oh, so Jordan's not sitting there going, "Come on, the Grizzlies." No, it's weird. Okay. He he's a very competitive guy, and you think he'd want to hold on to that record. Yeah. But he's um, he I think everybody. It's it's a really difficult thing to do. I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about this since like October, November. It was dark nights, and here we are in spring, and yeah. the regular season's finally ending. So I know I'm tired. let alone those guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so Steve Kerr the coach is he full on we've got to get the record. I presume is there is there scope in the playoffs the format of the playoffs uh, to buy some rest is there is that is there that kind of latitude there?
2: It's difficult. You've got these 7 game series so like I mean their best hope is to just sweep teams and then pick up some rest days. That's kind of their only hope. You can't really cuz you get rid of all the crap teams in the playoffs and you know you have decent opposition every night. Uh you're playing every other day. The playoffs are arguably more taxing, you know so all their their best hope is just to be totally fresh and to and to be um to be to be sweeping teams beating them four games in a row, but i don't you know you just wonder the emotional and the physical toll of kind of wi- having to win basically every game has been the playoff game for them for the last ten or twelve games, you know yeah so it, like uh, the it, worst
1: case scenario i guess is they lose tomorrow. They're still just as tired, mm. and the
2: air is sucked out of the thing. Well, that that is the worst case scenario. Yeah. No matter what happens. Well, I here's here's the thing though. They are the best team in the NBA. Sure. They have. A, there's no one's really shown any any ability to sort of beat them or you know put up a like over over a seven game series. They should win unless they're completely broken emotionally by this chase. And I, you know Cleveland are lurking, San Antonio are lurking, but um, it should be their it should be their time. And you know if they can just. I, you know, I think if they win on Wednesday night, it will just send them further towards that, you know. And mm. there's an inevitability about the whole thing. Mm.
1: Uh, meanwhile, when this is all going on, uh, the grandest of goodbye tours, uh, the goodbye tour to beat it all mm. goodbye tours is finally over. We say goodbye to uh, Kobe. I even noticed, actually, at Augusta, I don't know if you see
2: I'm, this. No, go
1: on. It's obviously a Nike thing. Mm. You know, there's a lot of inter- Sport support for each other, you know, like Paula Radcliffe's retweeting. Mm -hmm. Who was Wayne Rooney tweeted someone? Oh, it's just it's not. Oh yeah, I think Wayne Rooney tweeted Kobe. Anyway, at Augusta, uh, quite a few of the uh, Nike golfers' their shoes had tributes to Kobe. Uh, What I'm saying is, okay, Kobe is uh, saying goodbye after the longest of tours, which even included Augusta golfers with their shoes. Yeah, uh, Rory's uh, shoes even.
2: Uh, So uh, Kobe, the last couple of months, how would you sum it up for him? Um, It's it, I mean, let's just look at the team. It, it, the Lakers finished 16 and 65. They won 16 games this year. They're the worst, the second worst team in the NBA, the worst team in the Western Conference. He had his worst statistical season as a as a pro. So one year too many, possibly one year too many. But he, I mean, he got the swan song out of it. Um, you're speaking of the sort of Nike family coming out for Kobe. Here, uh, there's been a Nike ad that surfaced online in the last two no days. Cares. Here they are. Here's basically everyone who's ever taken a check from Nike talking about how great Kobe is.
1: Words that come to my mind when I hear Black Mamba 2-4, number eight. Man,
2: the, the one and only. Killer instinct dominating in every aspect. I'm about this snake from
0: Africa over there. One of the deadliest strikers. Fighter. Aggressive. Tenacious. Venomous. Annoying. Just intensity to the way he you approaches games. Always trying to take your heart out, man, and you got to be ready for that. He can make the game-winning shot. He's clutch. simply que He's so good at what he does. People still hate him for that. I
2: don't know if I would say hated. They're <laughs> not cheering for him. You're going to have to hate him because he's killing your team. He always played because he loved the sport, not for any other reason.
1: I have once uh, used his name as in an emoji, Ko and then a B, so it was
2: actually quite funny. Like he relishes being vilified by fans of the other team. Man, Kobe sucks, you know? 29 other arenas, he's hated they love to hate him but at the same
0: time they love to watch him no one likes me so what are you gonna make you like him your haters are your biggest fans the hate just made him better he pissed me off a lot people go at him like he's a villain he comes out shows them what it's all about he thrives in those moments he stops at nothing really
1: to win he wanted everything from you he didn't want you to have nothing
2: at the end of the day it's me versus you tough love he happened to say like you you guys can't even sit at the lunch table with me I got five championships
0: I'm gonna start talking one word that summarizes Kobe I did not even know who these people are you I know, heard Rory in there yeah, you know Rory you know Tiger I didn't notice Tiger Serena, in there Serena
1: Roger Federer I, like it just blended into I mean obviously if I could watch this ad oh okay man it's really stomach churning stuff well look this is one of America's greatest athletes the, the yeah. black mamba yeah uh, guess who has just scored for Real Madrid doesn't do in the big games Bill well it was Cristiano Ronaldo and yeah. those abs those abs are perking they are uh, there was a ball kind of played across the box Corridor of uncertainty, and uh, there was Ronaldo lurking, and he tapped into an empty net and uh, got Madrid going. He's just scored another one, Ronaldo! It's a header at the front post from a corner. <laughs> oh man, he's a machine. I believe that is now 15 goals in 10 Champions League games this season. It just was that's Stew around. So it's Real Madrid two, Wolfsburg nil two two in aggregate. Uh, corner, in swinger from the left hand side, Ronaldo front post. Heads it to the back stick. Fifteen goals, ten Champions League games. That's two goals in two minutes. Jeez, from Ronaldo, take that, Kobe. Man, there's a real, a real icon, a real Nike icon. Yeah. Oh man, he's giving it the old. Oh jeez. Two hands in the air to uh, the whole Bernabeu. Ammo, ammo. Good ball, great header. He's class. Okay, Real Madrid back in at two all, two, uh, two all aggregate. They're going to win this about eight 0 Yeah. Um. So that's that's Kobe. The goodbye for Kobe.
2: See you later, Kobe. You know. Yeah. The new guys are coming in, Steph Curry. Yeah. What will Kobe do with his life? Good question. I cannot see him coaching. He's regularly vilified by his his teammates. I can't see him, him being one of those guys who could pass instruction on well.
1: Not a people person.
2: Not really. He might try the media. I'd say the business world maybe, you know. Yeah. He's, a super, he's, a, he's a very odd guy. It'll be interesting to see. He might go live abroad. Neymar was one of the guys in that video. He was representing the football community. Okay. He's the one speaking Portuguese.
1: Like uh, McElroy there, I don't know to what extent McElroy's follow basketball. Oh, he's a big Lakers fan. Oh huge. Like
2: he likes Lakers the Lakers like he likes United, you know. Yeah. Fashion.
1: I think he might like United, you know. The kid growing up in Northern Ireland, probably a decent chance he supported United. I'm just not as sure of the Kobe love mm. that he can talk with authority about all the things Kobe there has done. Anyway, look, this is the world we live in, Donny. Mm. So Alan Iverson is yeah. your final point. Just quickly here
2: last week Alan Iverson. Was uh, inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame, okay. and I don't for people who watched the NBA in the early '90s, he's one of the most fascinating and sort of divisive characters. He he was a six foot tall, scrawny guy who was playing against seven footers. Uh, transcended his own ability about twenty times. He also gave one of the most amazing and uh, memorable press conferences of all time after in two thousand two after his team were kicked out of. The playoffs, the seven, Philadelphia 76ers, and he was getting criticism for not practicing enough. Right. So Allen Iverson went to the media to discuss his uh the his I guess desire not to practice.
0: Anybody tell you that I miss practice if if if, if a coach say I miss practice and y'all hear it, then that's that. I mean, I might have missed one practice this year. But if if somebody say he doesn't come to practice. It can be one practice. Out of all the practices this year, that's enough. If I can't practice, I can't practice, man. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not, a, not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. And play every game like it's my last. Not the game. When you come in the arena, and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? Absolutely. You see me give everything I got, right? Absolutely. But we talking about practice right now. But it's an issue that you're. Cooking. We talking about practice. Man, I look. I hear you. I. It's funny to me too. I, I mean, it's strange. It's strange to me too. But we talking about practice, man. We are not even talking about the game, the actual game. When it matters, we're talking about practice. How the hell can I make my teammates better by practice? I like him.
2: He's an amazing guy. He's talking about practice. Hey, why would you waste your time practicing? Like he, we're not talking about the game. No, no. But if you, we're you, talking about practice. When he did this interview, he was the reigning MV, MVP of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've ne- I've never seen a player put his body on the line more. Than oh, right, okay. Allen Iverson, he was like there's no you can never question his work ethic when you're watching him play.
1: What was the coach doing then, hanging him out to dry? They practice. Well,
2: they just they they just went out of the playoffs to the Boston Celtics, and like they really should, they were in the NBA Finals the year before they massively underachieved. Just one note on Iverson: this was that interview was 2002. He would already by that time had had a very fascinating life in 1997 when he was a teenager. He was a star basketball player in Virginia and um he was involved in an incident where it was a sort of a group of black uh teenagers got into a fight with a group of white teenagers in a uh in a bowling alley in Hampton, Virginia. Iverson was arrested, sentenced to fifteen years in prison oh. uh for hitting a woman over the head with a um with a chair a charge he passionately disputed um eventually this charge this conviction was overturned he only ended up doing four months in high sc- in uh, in in prison but like it's a fascinating story, and he—it th- he, was a subject of a documentary called "No Crossover" um, by Steve James, who's one of the guys who made um, "Hoop Dreams." It was a thirty-for-thirty 30 that came out in twenty ten. I believe it's on Netflix at the moment. Tommy Rooney of this program is telling me you can watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a, if if you like making of a murder or those sort of true crime stories about America, I strongly recommend watching uh, "No Crossover: The Trial of Alan Iverson." It shows you like just what Iverson had to get through to get to college for basketball. Okay, um, very. He's, it, it, there's a lot of racial tension in his in his hometown, and um, and and you see it there. I mean, just a compelling guy, and uh, he, he's he's made it to the Hall of Fame. Nice, okay, Donny. We'll see you next Tuesday.
1: Off the ball with Betdaq.com, the sports betting exchange.
0: Serious about sports twenty four seven. Every season, every sport, every team.